Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store. And just a reminder, we're going to spend the entire month of April on the podcast focused on prayer, including another TSF Q&A. And as always, I'm going to bring an expert with me to answer, and I think y'all are going to love it. So you have a part to play in this episode. Just visit the link in the show notes to submit your questions about prayer. I cannot wait for us to learn together and grow together in our prayer lives this April. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to take a moment and share about one of our incredible partners, Epic Will. You may be thinking, I'm youngish and healthyish, and I don't have any belongings of major value. These are common things I hear when the subject of having a will comes up. What's really true is that planning to protect our legacy is actually important for all of us, no matter your age. It's why partnering with Epic Will matters so much to me. Epic Will is the easiest and most affordable way I know of to create an estate plan. The expert team at Epic Will has developed an efficient, and user-friendly platform that helps you think through things like who you'd like to be your financial power of attorney and who you would trust to care for your kids and and a few simple steps. It also helps you designate who your belongings go to and create an advanced directive so that no one is left making healthcare decisions on your behalf without knowing your wishes. Basically, epicwill.com empowers you or you and your spouse to make these important decisions, all with the guidance of people who truly know what they're doing. And I love this, but the team at Epic Will has a huge heart for single moms and orphans. In fact, they provide single moms with kids under the age of 18 with access to a free will, giving them that security that they're covered and have one less thing to worry about. And they are donating 10 percent of their proceeds to organizations helping orphans find a home. That's the mission you're helping support when you use Epic Will to create your will. Epic Will has built the most comprehensive self-guided early estate plan for you in as little as five minutes and for less than you'd spend on a trip to Target, you can create an early estate plan with Epic Will. Go to epicwill.com and use the promo code TSF20 for 20% off. Again, that's epicwill.com and use the promo code TSF20 for 20% off. Get the the peace of mind that comes with knowing your belongings, your family, and your legacy are protected. And yes, you better believe that in my will, it tells people to burn my journals. Y'all know this is true about me, but it says it like 
in writing. Burn my journals. <laughs> Y'all, today on the show, I get to talk with one of the funniest people I know, Angela Johnson Reyes. You are probably already a fan, the nail salons kid, Bon Cui Cui. And you may remember her from when she stopped by our Christmas party in 2020, but being friends with Ange is totally next level. She's got just a couple of things going on this year with her first book, Who Do I Think I Am? Stories of Chola Wishes and Caviar Dreams that comes out tomorrow. It's a hilarious and touching memoir full of memorable anecdotes on how a spunky little Latina actress and comedian was able to forge ahead and become so successful. She is also front and center competing on Fox's dance competition show, The Real Dirty Dancing. Y'all it's already come out. You may have watched it on Fox. You can watch it on Hulu. I'm not going to spoil it, but it is amazing. And she'll continue her sold-out Who Do I Think I Am comedy tour across the U.S., stopping in over 60 cities across North America, including at the Ryman Auditorium, and I will be there. Y'all, I am excited for her just thinking about it. I will say that Angie and I go all the way in on some content that you may not be interested in little ears around you hearing. So if you've got any of my mini BFFs around, be advised that this is more of a PG-13 conversation than most of our other episodes. So I wanted to give you a heads up about that. It's not an appropriate conversation. It's just about being a woman and what that means, but PG-13 for sure. So mini BFF ears, this is not an episode for them, but it is is an episode for the rest of us. So here's my conversation with my friend, Angela Johnson. Ange, welcome back to That Sounds Fun. Hi, this sounds totally fun. Well, I hope so, because I'm very prepared. As I told you, I read every page of the first <laughs> half of your book. So, <laughs> oh, so I good. tried really hard to finish it. The other fun thing is, in your book, Who Do I Think I Am?, I did read up until the part where I entered your life as a friend. So I do feel like... Oh, that's <laughs> funny. The blue. Coming up... The, yeah, the the rest of the book, I lived portion of it with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I feel like I really know. Okay, before we even get to your new book that comes out tomorrow, here's what we have to talk about is the Dirty Dancing Show. hey Let's do it. Ange. Oh, my gosh. That was so cool to watch. Will you kind of explain the reality show to everybody? Okay, so there's a show called The Real Dirty Dancing on Fox. That's right. And what they did was they flew out. Hold on, let me do it in the announcer voice. Okay. We flew out eight celebrities back to the location where they filmed the original movie, Dirty Dancing. Okay, that's all. I'll just be regular now. Um, I did so, not realize y'all were at the original camp. Yeah. So they flew <gasps> us out there. They had us reenact scenes from the movie. They had us reenact dances from the movie. They partnered celebrity with celebrity. So it wasn't like I got to right. like, dance with like a professional dancer. It was like right. all people who are not professional dancers dancing with each other. Minus Corbin Blue, who is a professional at everything. So. Right. <laughs> but... It was incredible. When they first asked me if I wanted to do the show, I was like, heck yeah, I get to reenact yes. scenes from this iconic movie. Definitely. And I, I, my first thought in my head was I wanted to do the scene where Baby and Johnny are crawling across the floor to each other. Baby, yeah. um, how do you call your lover boy? That one. I was like, oh my God, I yeah, want to do yeah. that scene. Anyway, so we got to do that and it was they had it was four weeks and they did eliminations and I made it to the finale and I won't say what happened in case anybody wants to watch it. It's on Hulu. You can stream it on Hulu. It was on Fox. So you can check it out. Everyone needs to go watch it because A, you made it to the finale. Mm -hmm. B, your partner is Tyler Cameron. Tyler Cameron. Are y'all like best friends now? No, <laughs> no, but we did hang out with him the other day. <laughs> 
No. And, uh, <laughs> he finally got to meet Manny, which was great. Yeah. And we went out to husband. dinner. Yeah. My yeah. husband is Manny. So they got to meet. We went out to dinner. And I was like, okay, before this night is over, I need a picture of the two of you together because yes. I have to post this. Yeah, because based on what you were saying on Instagram, I was guessing that people were reaching out to you and saying, what does your husband feel about oh this? Oh, my gosh. We got so many comments from people like, what is your husband? Is he so, je- I bet he's jealous. I bet he's this and that. And Manny is the least jealous person ever, which is kind of annoying yeah. because like, <laughs> I kind of want him to be jealous a little bit. You know what I mean? Like fight for me or something. Like give me an right, attitude at least. Consider that this could. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Feel threatened, please. Something. But no, nothing. Just full on confidence and is like amazing and supportive in every way. But we got a lot of comments from people that, oh, I bet he's jealous. And oddly enough, I was very grateful. We only got very few negative religious comments, which I'm very grateful yeah. for. I thought I was going to get way more than I did. But there was just yeah. a few. And I, it was great. It was most people got what the show was. And it was incredible. It was so fun. Yeah. So y'all lived at the camp. Did y'all even sleep there? Yeah. Well, sleep is oh a relative God. term because I got oh. maybe four hours of sleep a night. We had to learn dances. Because of the filming? Honey, well, it was just, we're dancing all day, doing challenges, reenacting scenes, and then you go rehearse when you get some time off. And then like, by the time you get ready to go to bed and you have to wake up in the morning, it's hard to go to sleep because your adrenaline's yeah. going from all day. And you, I'm still like counting in my head, like five, six, seven, eight, to like it's like you can't because you're learning it in 24 hours you have to perform it the next day and then yeah. like I'm waking up you know how you do that thing sometimes like when you have an early flight the next day like you wake up every two hours and you're like oh did I miss uh, my alarm it yes. was like that every single day like I would wake up like two hours later and be like oh is it time and it's like no not yet and then you can't go back to sleep because as soon as I would wake up I was like five six seven eight one two and I was like no, <laughs> brain please stop brain yeah, so it was right. intense. <laughs> what was your favorite part of getting to do it? Ooh, honestly, feeling sexy. That's uh, yeah. I want you to talk about that. You wrote about that. Yes. Talk about what how you feel different about your body. So I, I feel like I've been doing a lot of work on myself over the past five years and just deconstructing and reconstructing a lot of things within my life, but I've been doing work to let go of shame when it comes to my body, yeah. uh, when it comes to my sexuality, when it comes to all of these things, these women things, like embracing my femininity. I've been wearing this title of tomboy for a long time since I was a kid wow. and I wear it well. Like I put this tomboy- Even though you were like a cheerleader in the NFL yeah. and I mean- Yes. Wow. I was everybody's little sister. I was the non-threatening. Right. Like, I'm always in my jeans and tennies, you know. So I wear this title of tomboy and I'm comfortable in it. Like, I feel powerful in it because partly I'm comfortable there, but also it's like a fear mechanism. Like, it's, it's something yeah. that I hold on to out of insecurity because the second I start operating in my feminine. I'm, I'm not as confident because I don't have as much practice because I, whatever reason, fill in the blank. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of work on myself for the past five years, just learning about my body, my sexuality, my femininity, working with my husband. I've gone to marriage retreats. I was part of a women's circle, just really 
learning. And so by the time I got to that show, I felt like there was this inner woman inside of me that has been dying to come out. And this was the perfect opportunity for it. So um, it I, that was my wow. favorite part was feeling sexy and not ashamed. Ange, that's amazing. Thank you. I mean, that is so interesting coming from a married woman because a lot of times the version of that conversation I'm having with friends is with single women uh-huh. about feeling attractive and feeling like you're putting yourself in the right place at the right time, feeling the right way, quote, quote, about your body. Uh-huh. But you saying it from a married point of view, when you already have your lifelong partner, when y'all already assumedly are sexually active sure. <laughs> and where, where it's you're not doing all this in your mind to get to the goal of having a partner. Right. No, this is this is not just for my partner. This is not just for Manny. It's for me. It's yeah. to empower myself because when I'm empowered and when I feel sexy, that's a turn on for my husband. Like my husband yeah. appreciates that. My husband appreciates seeing me fully confident, seeing me embracing who I am. Like that's what he loves to see. So it's yeah. for me, but it's also for him too. You know what I mean? So there is a different mindset, I guess. Like I want to please my husband. I want to be amazing for him. Sure. But also like I just want to like own it myself. Yeah. Okay. So our friends listening here are going like, I want that. I want to be like that. I want to I want to carry myself like that. What's what's the first move? Uh, we aren't all going to go get lifted in the water by Tyler Cameron the <laughs> 3rd. So <laughs> what <laughs> what is what's the first move? Hmm. Is it different for married people and single people? Um, you know what? I I don't think so. I feel like it's just it See, that's the tough thing. It really depends on where you're at in your life, yeah. what you believe, what you subscribe to. Um, I did a lot of unsubscribing the past five yes. years. So um, it really depends on where you're at in what you subscribe to. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about another one of our incredible partners, Brooklyn. And y'all, it's spring and it's no secret to any of you how I feel about winter. Needless to say, I am ready for spring. There's nothing quite like a fresh start from Mother Nature and what better time to freshen things up inside too. Brooklinen has everything that you need to step up your space and step into the new season. When it comes to sleep, quantity without quality just does not cut it. Brooklinen sheets were inspired by the dreaminess of hotel bedding to help you get your best rest right at home. I love a hotel bed more than I love a bus bunk, but it's okay. I love a bus bunk too, but there is nothing that's like the feeling of luxury and the comfort of my own bed. My Brooklyn and sheets make me feel bougie in the best way. By working directly with suppliers, Brooklyn and cuts out those middleman markups and passes those savings back to their customers like you and me. So you get their incredible products at a reasonable cost. Gone are the days of scouring the web to put together your dream space. Brooklyn and started with five-star bedding and now they offer all of the elements to elevate your space. That's right. All of the home essentials in one place. It does not get any easier than that. Brooklyn and also has bundles to put everything you need for your move or home makeover in one place. Save yourself money, time, and sleepless nights with bedding bundles to simplify settling in. First time trying Brooklinen? Take it from their number one fan, AFD, but their best-selling Lux sheets are the perfect place to start. Seriously, y'all, I've never had softer, more comfortable sheets. I have the 
pink ones. I have some striped ones, and I have white ones. I love them. And if you need the extra nudge, check out their five-star reviews. Over 100,000 of them. Yes, you heard that right, 100,000 five-star reviews. And for a limited time, Brooklinen is offering a free gift with purchase. If you miss out, you can use the promo code That Sounds Fun anytime for $20 off your purchase of $100 or more at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code That Sounds Fun. Head to brooklinen.com for your free gift with your purchase today. And I got one more amazing partner to tell you about, Liquid IV. One of the things we make sure we keep well stocked on the bus when we head on tour is plenty of Liquid IV. We want to stay healthy and hydrated. We want the same for you so that we can have the most fun when we are rolling into those towns. One stick of Liquid IV in my water bottle hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. Liquid IV has incredible hydration flavors like watermelon, lemon lime, strawberry, pina colada, and more. In fact, we shared some Liquid IV with all of the VIPs at each tour stop because we love it so much. So I'm a morning time Liquid IV user, just adding it into my water bottle because it helps me recover from workouts and it just generally helps me feel my best so I can tackle the day ahead with energy and focus, especially like today when I go for that energy multiplier, that lemon ginger flavor. Y'all better watch out. I'm at level 100 today. It contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, and three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients and it's non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. The thing that made Liquid IV so effective is the science of cellular transport technology, also called CTT. It's designed to enhance rapid absorption of water and other key ingredients into the bloodstream. That's pretty fancy. So grab some Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code that sounds fun at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code that sounds fun at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code that sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Angela. For me personally, getting in tune with your body. And however that looks like for you, for me, I did a women's course and I learned about energy. I learned about sexuality. And these are like things that you, you're not really like, you know, Tuesday night Bible study, we're going to do a sexuality course. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Everybody's not going to watch the goop episode. Right. But (laughs) like watching goop, you know what I mean? That's right. Allowing yourself to study and learn about these things. Because for me, I didn't before I was married. And it's not like all of a sudden you say I do. And then now you're the sexual prowess that knows how to do all of these things and is like, knows her body even. Like my body was so locked up inside because Mm. I didn't have any practice of relaxing and letting go. So I had to work through for years, this locked up tense body who felt ashamed, who Mm -hmm. sex was a bad thing, or it was like, it was the thing that you go as close as you can to, but you don't actually go all the way, you know, like it's that, oh, it's bad. So that's why it feels good because it's bad. And then you get married and it's not bad anymore. Okay. So then what feels right. good? <laughs> it, it was a lot of learning and unlearning that I had to do. Yes. So I would Subscribing say, and unsubscribing. I love that, Angela. That's where I would start. See what yeah, you subscribe yeah. to and what you need to unsubscribe to and then get in tune with your body and figure out how that looks for you. Is that taking a course? Is that reading a book? Is it listening to a podcast? Is it watching Goop? I don't know. If you don't love your body as it is, mm-hmm. 
Do you need to change your body to get to no. this? Or do you need... No. You don't change your body. You change your acceptance of your body. Wow. You start practicing yeah. radical acceptance, which is something that we did in my women's circle, is um, you feel and you accept it. So it's not like, oh, just love your body all of a sudden. It's I feel the hurt from my my saying mean things about myself because I have these roles or I have this cottage cheese or whatever it is that you're not proud of. You've been shaming yourself. Every time you look in the mirror and you go, oh, I hate this. It's so ugly. You are being so mean to yourself. And just like, I can get emotional thinking about it right now. Like just thinking of your like inner child listening to you say those horrible things about yourself. And she's like, I'm just trying to protect you. Like, I'm just trying to help you. And we spend all these years being mean to ourselves about, oh, my double chin or like, oh, my, my overbite or whatever it is that we don't approve of ourselves for whatever reason. It's taking that time to pause, get in tune with your body, maybe even apologize to yourself. I'm so sorry yeah. I've treated you this way. I get it. You're trying to protect me. Like extra extra layers of fat here. I get it. You're trying to protect me. My, my insecurities, whatever it is, like I thank you. I appreciate you. And you show that gratitude to your body and you start there. Like I'm so appreciative. You've got me to where I am today. You're still here. I may have let myself go. I may have whatever it was, but we're here. We wake up every day. Thank you, knees, for still working. Thank you, lungs, for still breathing. Like all the things. And you start showing your body gratitude. You start showing your body love. And then uh, in the women's course that we did, we talked about pleasure practice, which is not masturbation. I mean, it can be for somebody, but it's pleasure practices, feeling pleasure in your body. Like when sometimes like even if you just rub your skin and you're like oh my skin's Mm -hmm. soft Mm -hmm. and that feels nice right the idea of talking about pleasure that is not sexual yeah it's just feeling good like putting on it's just kindness towel when you get out of the shower and that warm towel instead of just like a towel that's been hanging there but you know it's one fresh out of the dryer and you put that warm towel on you oh it feels good and practicing Feeling pleasure in your body, teaching your body what pleasure feels like. Because we teach our body what pain feels like all the time. We can imagine fights in our head. We can imagine things going wrong. We can get mad at ourselves for the way we look or I shouldn't have eaten that. Like, I'm so mad at you. Why did you eat that second plate or whatever it is? And we can be so mean but we can also teach ourselves what it feels like to feel good and feel proud of ourselves. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm interested in this particularly because your job and my job both have a lot of people seeing our bodies a lot. And on stages or on for you on TV, on, on all the places. So, But a lot of our friends listening, like summer is coming and everybody's going to be at the pool. And everyone's going to be taking pictures together at 4th of July and all these things. So talk to me about doing this work internally when the world is still experiencing you externally. Right. I mean, it's a balance. Life is balanced. I remember one of my cousins gave Mm -hmm. me this prophetic word at my wedding. She came to me and I was sitting there at, you know, the table and we were like eating our cake or whatever it was at the wedding. And she came up to me and she was like, you're word for you, for your life, for your marriage is balance. You're going to learn what balance 
is like. And people would tell me all the time, like, how do you balance? You're so busy. You're always touring. You're working on this and that. And then you're still with your family. I see you with your family. I'm always posting. I'm with my niece, my nephew, my sister. I'm yeah. with my brothers and with my husband. Like, how do you balance everything? Tia Mary. I yes. feel like I know everybody in your family. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, you're so good at balancing life. How do you do it? And then come to find out I was not good at balancing life. I was depleted. I was exhausted. I was not in my strength and in my energy of like, yes, I am woman, hear me roar. I I was in survival mode. I was in all of those things, but I had to learn how to do it. And then I went on my sabbatical, which everybody ended up going on sabbatical in 2020. But, um, right. But I remember you and I talking about it before you were doing it. Like you had planned yeah. yeah, I had planned to take a break because I needed to refuel, realign, realign with God, realign with myself, get in tune with yeah. myself. And that's when I really started doing a lot of work on myself. What does it look like doing the internal work while everyone is steer- still experiencing you externally? It's making time for yourself, making time for yourself, whether it's every morning when you wake up, setting an intention for the day, knowing that I have goals, but I radically accept myself the way I am right now. I radically accept Mm -hmm. that I have a double chin. I radically accept that my tooth is crooked. I radically accept that I have gray hairs right in the front and everybody can see them now. I radically accept that I'm losing elasticity in my skin and I have wrinkles now. I start radically accepting myself. And the more I radically accept me and who I am, I start operating differently. I hold myself differently. So then when people start experiencing me externally, they're experiencing the inward work that I've been doing. So even though I still have my gray hairs, I still am not my 25-year-old skin anymore. I am radiant because of the internal work that I'm doing. So let me tell you a thing that I'm like working through. If you and I were just sitting and eating Mexican. Uh, what I would be telling Which, by you the is, way, I am. <laughs> oh, you are. That's because we're doing it right. That's because that's who we are. Everywhere we go, that's what we want to do. One of the things I'm talking to a lot of people about because of a thing that happened, I dyed my hair and all these, it, it's a, the long story short is I dyed my, I, I didn't do it, but my girl who does my hair, my friend Allie dyed my hair and it just isn't ever turning out the way I thought it would as we're changing my hair color. But the only reason I'm starting to do it is how much gray hair I feel like I'm having. Uh And so I'm really starting to have this conversation with myself about what it looks like to age well. Mm -hmm. And do I want to be, do I want to color my hair? There isn't a, there's not a sin conversation here. There's not a wrong thing to do. But I'm sorting through Botox and coloring my hair. Tell me your thoughts on, how do we radically accept ourselves when there are when a lot of people's radical acceptance includes dyeing their hair and includes possibly but and I'm doing Invisalign right now. Yeah. At the same time, I have a lot of questions about whether I want to keep dyeing my hair or not because it it isn't feeling authentic for me. There you go. And that's what it comes down to. What feels right. authentic for you? What feels okay for you? What feels right in your spirit? And that's going to be different for mm-hmm. everyone. I color my hair all the time. I get Botox. I get my Botox very light because I'm an actress and you still need to see my facial expressions. I still have to emote. So um, (laughs) I I do like a bare minimum of Botox just to like help a girl out a little bit. And I Uh feel good. (laughs) 
Like I yes. feel, I feel confident and, you know, I can just radically accept where I'm at, even with my minimal Botox. Like I, yes. I, yes. I radically accept that I chose Botox. I radically accept that I chose to put Botox in so that it doesn't look so wrinkly because I feel better that way. So I radically accept that. Ah, and then somebody else, yeah. can, I radically accept that I don't choose Botox and I am going to look at every single one of my wrinkles every single day. And I radically accept that it's whatever is yeah. right for you. And it could change. Like I could be like getting yes. Botox and then be like, you know, I think this is gonna be the last time I think I'm done with but whatever it is. I know yeah. there's a, a trend on Instagram right now. Maybe it's TikTok too, but there's a trend of women letting their gray hair grow out and it is gorgeous. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if all my gray hairs grew in the same place, that would be amazing. But right now they're just like, here, 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 here. Yeah. Right. If I had like a beautiful streak, come on streak versus spotted like a Dalmatian, (laughs) you know, like, I mean, that's because that's why I sat with a friend who's doing Botox and we were talking about it. And she was like, I said, tell me why you're doing it. She said, I love it. I just love the way it makes me feel. And, and, I think we'll leave this in, but I'll tell you as my friend, I, she said, why do you want to do it? And I said, I feel like I'm supposed to look younger because I'm not married yet. And that it's going, it is part of still being attractive to get married. And then she's like, then you can't do it no. because your why is off. Your why is off. And, and so a lot of that, the radical acceptance there to me, as we're talking about, I'm thinking, man, there's like this deeper level of you got to figure out your why behind why you're radically accepting things the way they are, because that's the only way we can figure out if we need to change something, right? Right. So I would say, whereas like, you know, well, you can't do it. Your why is wrong. You can, but it's not going to feel what you It's not going to actually it, make you feel the way. It's not going to yep. do what you thought it was going to do. That's because right. nothing will do that for you, except you radically accepting yourself. Yeah. just the way you are. So you can radically yeah. accept yourself, get to that point where your why is like, you know what? I think I just want to feel good and be banging. I mean, I'm already married yep. and I still want to do it. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So you can do it, but it, it won't fix the internal thing that you think it will. Yeah. And it, we're, we're so conditioned that if we look a certain way, that feeling that you're talking about you're having because of the show uh-huh. and all the things we want will arrive. That'll be the the gold at the end of the rainbow. Listen, there's there's always going to be somebody hotter than you, somebody yeah. younger than you, somebody skinnier than you, somebody more athletic than you. There's going to be a new thing that comes out just when you finally settled with doing this one thing. Now there's a new thing that everyone's doing. Right. There's always going to be something. We're always evolving and growing. So I think, yeah, getting getting a hold of your why for things applies to lots of areas in life. Your why. Um, And you know me well, and you know I'm an all or nothing girl. And my other concern is if I start Botox and I have access to my whole budget and don't have to reconcile that with anybody, I will, within three to four years, look like a person you've never met before, (laughs) look like an absolute person that you're like, Annie, I remember you, but now you've gone and done a thing with every part of your body. That's my fear. And we're not even going to call you Annie anymore. It's going to be Annie. That's right. Welcome to That Sounds Fun with Annalisa. You're going to have a new act. That's exactly right. Okay, let's talk for a minute about 
who do I think I am? Because there you are on the cover of the book. I mean, your whole body on the cover of the book. Yep, she's out there. And so there has to be some sort of radical acceptance to everyone gets to see this of me. And you've done that through the whole book, Ange. I mean, the the whole thing is here's who I really am from start to finish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I definitely had a couple moments where after it was done where I was like, oh, wait a minute. People are going to know a lot about me. Yes. <laughs> I didn't think that all the way through. <laughs> there was definitely moments as I was writing it that I was like, ooh, do I say this? Do I include this? Yeah. And up until the very end where, you know, they send you like the copy copyright edit and they're like checking yeah. all of your like spelling and everything. Even as I was going through yeah. that, I was like, ooh, should I take this out? Ooh, yeah. you know, all the way until the very end. They're like, okay, lawyers looked at it. It's approved. I'm like, okay, let me look at it one more time. Let me see if I approve it. <laughs> Let me read it once more. <laughs> so, Did you like writing it? I did. It was very therapeutic. The work that I've been doing on myself, I feel like I got to do that with some family members, like my mom. I got I to interview mom. my mom a lot because there were things that I would be writing and it would start a question within me. Like I, I would say something about myself and then I'd be like, I wonder if that's how my mom experienced it. And then I would call my mom and be like, hey, do you remember when this happened? Like, what were you thinking when that was happening? And hearing like her perspective on things. I wrote a whole chapter on my dad, which I ended up having to take out. Oh, wow. I I had a whole chapter on my dad, a whole chapter on the women in my family. And basically my editor made me combine them into one chapter. She was like, these are great stories, but we need to keep moving it forward. And you're already over your limit of words. (laughs) So I was like, okay, great. (laughs) So I had to cut a lot from that chapter, but doing the work on that chapter with my dad, let me tell you, because I had a conversation with my dad a couple years ago about my childhood trauma basically. And it started because I was on a podcast interview. We were talking about our relationships with our dad and I was very honest with mine. And then I felt guilty after because I was like, hmm, I was really honest with you on your podcast and all your listeners, but I've never actually had this conversation with my dad. And it feels kind of wrong to talk about him without him knowing that I feel these ways. Long story short, I ended up having a conversation with him. He came to visit. I wrote him a letter And I wrote it in my journal and my therapist helped me like walk through all of it. Like, okay, what are the pros and cons of having this conversation with your dad? What are the possible outcomes? This is the worst possible outcome, medium outcome, best outcome. Went through all the things, wrote my letter and I had to call my mom and my sister and ask them and be like, hey, did these things really happen or am I crazy? Am I just remembering things? And they were like, no that actually happened. And then my sister was like, and do you remember when this happened? And she's telling me things that I didn't even remember. And I was like, oh shoot, no, I don't remember that either. So I sat my dad down, I read him this letter and I was like, dad, I'm going to read you this letter. I don't want you to respond. Just let me read it and wait until I'm done before you say anything. And so as I'm reading this letter, he's, he's not like interrupting me, but he's saying things like, what? I don't remember that what? Like stuff like that. And then by the end of it, he gave me a hug and he apologized. My dad's never apologized to anyone ever in life ever. And we had a really good conversation that day of how he was raised and how I was raised. I've done a lot of work in therapy. My dad was like, that's just how I was raised. And I was like, 
and I know that I know you are a product of your childhood. So I'm not angry with you. I don't hold it against you. I know that you're just a little kid who grew up and then had kids of your own. Right. I, I wrote this whole chapter years later. I wrote a whole chapter with some of the stuff that was in that letter and I sent it to him to read before I published it. I was like, I need my dad to read this before I publish it. Because if he's full on, like, no way you can't, print this. I'm not going to disrespect my dad like that. It's not that important that people know every single one of these details. So I sent it to him and I was like, I did the whole therapy sandwich and I was like, Hey dad, love you so much. I'm so (laughs) glad that you're my dad. There were some, you know, hard times in life and I felt like it was really important for me to be honest in this book, but I'm so grateful for you and I hope you get it. And please let me know your thoughts after you read this chapter. Yeah. He never got back to me. And I was like, wow. huh, okay. So I let a few days go by and I'm right. talking to my mom. She's right. like, well, give him a couple days. I let a few days go by. Still didn't hear from him. Then all of a sudden I get, I have a conversation with my aunt, his sister. And yeah. she goes, uh, she has no idea I'm writing a book at this point. She, she doesn't even know. Oh, she wow. goes, hey, your dad told me to tell you something about like you got a part wrong in, in your chapter. Like he's still good at math. Like he made a joke about it. That's my dad. My dad's the first yeah. comedian I've ever met in my life, which is I get my personality from my dad. We're joke tellers. Like we, yeah. we just get the laugh yeah. at every conversation we're in. We try to get the laugh. And so it was like a perfect example of how I was raised, like not confronting emotions or feelings or talking yes. about things or yes. anything like that. I was very honest. My dad's not used to honesty like that. I gave him the chapter. He didn't even respond to me. He told my aunt and then she responded to me. And it was just a joke. It was like he just right. wanted to say a joke about it, but he couldn't even say it to me. And he right. still has never said anything. I've had many conversations with him. I've hung out with him since then. And he still has not once brought up my chapter. Wow. But I'll tell you, you did the you did this path correctly, I think. There's a Anne Lamont says, right, like your parents are dead. Mm. And and I think you can write like that. I don't think you publish like that. Sure. If right. So write however you want to write. But I just think it was it's so honoring of you. And for our friends listening who want to be writers, I think it's so honoring of you to say, I'm gonna present this to the people involved first mm-hmm. and it that are your up close family. And if it doesn't work for them, they matter more than the book matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And then and now it's coming out and a portion of that chapter is oh, in yeah. there. There's definitely some of that chapter is still in there and I'm sure my dad will be happy that it's not the full chapter in there. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why was this the right time to write your book? I mean, cause you really do your whole history from little, little six year old Ange to today. Why was this the right time to do your book? So I am a storyteller in stand up yeah. comedy. I tell my jokes, but they're stories. And yeah. in stand-up comedy, we're taught to cut the fat, which means take out the details, get to the punchline. You want to get as close from your setup to your punchline as quick as possible. Yeah. So there are certain stories that I had that I would share that there were too many details for it, that it wouldn't work on stage. It wouldn't work in stand-up. But I knew the story was good. And I knew yeah. every detail was very important. It was needed for the story. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to write this in a book one day. And I started yeah. a document on my computer 
that would be stories from my book, chapters from my book. And I just started adding for the past 10 years. I've had this document on my computer and it's like one day I'm going to write a book and I'm going to put this story in. I'm going to put this chapter in. One day I'll write a book for 10 years. One day I'll write a book. And then 2020 happens and my agent calls me and he was like, hey, I think it's time for you to write a book. And you know when like you hear someone say something and it just like feels right in your spirit. There's a scripture in the Bible too. It's like when Jesus had had just been crucified, right? And these two dudes, they're walking down the street and then the other guy walks up and he's chatting with them, whatever. And then later they realize it's Jesus. And then when they start thinking yeah. about it, they're like, oh yeah, my spirit did leap within. Didn't like, our there hearts was, burn in there us. Was, yeah. There was something happening. Yeah. And yes. they start remembering that, right? So as my agent is telling me, I think it's time for you to write a book. I think he's, he's telling all the things. I can feel my spirit bubbling. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Oh my God. I think you are right. This is it. I can feel it. I can feel it. Yes, you're right. Let's go. Let's, let's do this. And that's how it started. That is unbelievable. One of my favorite stories in the book was about Hume Lake summer camp. Do you know I've spoken there? No, I you love didn't. Hume Lake. Yes. I love Hume Lake. <laughs> I mean, summer camp, I loved you talking about even just the prayers you prayed there and realizing later in your life yeah. that the prayers you had prayed there were coming to pass. Yeah. Will you talk a little bit about that being part of your history? So I went to this church where I was very ethnically diverse black, white, Asian, Latino, different kind of Asian, different kind of Latino, like everybody yeah. was at this church. And I loved this youth group because I was a little bit, you know, I wanted to be a chola, which is why the title of my book yeah. is Who Do I Think I Am? Stories of Chola <laughs> Wishes and Caviar Dreams. Like I wanted to be a gangbanger real bad. And so I had this like, <laughs> you know, tough, like what, you know, attitude. And I love that the people in this youth group also had a little bit of attitude. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, I get you and you get me. This is great. So anyways, we go to Hume Lake and, you know, everybody has their matching shirts for their church. And like, yeah, because that, that kind of summer camp, it's all sorts of different churches who come together for the week. Yes. So it's a bunch of different churches and it's very vanilla. It's very yeah. like a lot of white kids there. Yeah. And every, they got their, you know, whatever youth group, Holy Spirit t-shirt on in orange yep. and then this one uh bread of life over here in bright blue <laughs> whatever shirt and then we get off of our bus and we all decided to wear camo fatigues with war paint under our eyes because we're going to be doing like relay oh races gosh. and activities against the other yeah. churches so we get yeah. off the bus full on ready for war real ethnic real yeah. just <laughs> I had braids. I had just got back from Mexico. So I had braids in my oh hair. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you. We got off the bus and they were like, uh, what juvenile uh -huh. center church is this? <laughs> <laughs> and oh my gosh. it was a life changing experience. Like we, yeah. I really encountered God on that trip. And at the time I was dating this guy who was in a gang. He had a kid. He never graduated high school. Just like, like a real winner. You know what I mean? And uh -huh. he was my man. He was like, let me tell you, that is my backup ladies. He belongs to yeah. me. And then all the ladies like, you know, you can have him. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people are like yeah we aren't aligned yeah we aren't aligned so <laughs> and 
I I came home from Hume Lake and I broke up with my boyfriend and I was like, I'm ready to like change my life and start living a different yeah. way. And that was like the beginning of like shifting my relationship with God at that point. Yeah. I, I One of the things I loved about your book is that you are so... You're as funny as you are in, in spoken. Like you are able to write as well as you are able to do stand up, I think. I mean, I was like, this feels and sounds just like you. Yay. And so it made me wonder when you're writing, do you ever, did you ever audio record yourself telling stories? Or when you write your stand up, do you type it up first? It just feels like it was such a natural switch for you to write a book. So I, um, when I'm writing stand up, I, say I talk out loud in my shower or when I'm driving. And uh-uh. then when I want to practice it, I will record myself saying the story with the beats, how I've planned them yep. with the punchlines, how yep. I planned them. And I'll record my audio. And then the only time I write it out is for memory is like, I need to practice wow. each word. So let me write it out. And that will like really staple in the memory. But when it came yep. to writing, no, it was really just like talking and telling my stories. It's so, it's so good. How do you feel about it coming out tomorrow? I'm excited that people are finally going to have it. And I'm trying not to think about, of course, we always want to have a successful outcome of sure. whatever we do, sure. you know, whether sure. it's you wrote a book or you painted a picture or whatever it is, you want it yeah. to be successful. You want it to be good. And I guess, you know, we have to define success for ourselves. Like what yeah, does that's success right. look like? That's what does I was going to ask mean, you is what is success going to look like? Does that mean selling a thousand copies or does that mean selling 10,000 copies? You know, of course, when I'm first writing, I was like, I want to be New York Times bestseller, la, yeah. la, 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 la. And then I started hearing about like how – sometimes what it takes to become a New York Times bestseller. And I was like, oh, I actually, I'm not trying to get in politics after all. I don't want to campaign <laughs> for myself. I just want people right. to like my book. Right. And so I kind of like took my hands off of that portion of it. And yeah. I was like, God, let the people who need this book get this book. And wow. I want the people who get the book to love the book. Like that's yes. that's what I want. So... Success for me is hearing people's reviews of the book, that they love it, that they're deeply touched by it, that they feel encouraged by it, that they feel inspired by it, that it rings entertained count. Because I just felt so, I mean, I felt so like happy reading it. I felt like I was watching a show, which is like the highest compliment I can give a book because I wasn't bored at all. I just enjoyed it so much. I loved getting to learn what was going on behind the scenes. Thank you. Thank you. So that's your review in today. Thank you. Entertained entertained and inspired. It's success. Yet at it. One for one. (laughs) One for one. There you are. I can't wait. I mean, that tells a lot to our friends listening too, because that means after they get the book tomorrow, you're specifically saying success to me is after you read the book, tell me what you thought. Yeah. And everybody can do that. Yeah. Unless you hated it. Don't tell me what you thought. Just kidding. Keep it to, keep it actually to yourself. <laughs> actually keep. We're always like give five star reviews. Yeah. Give five star reviews or don't use your time that way. That's yeah. my motto. <laughs> <laughs> come, on, come on. We had someone, and you're going to love this. We have a podcast on the network called The Snack Show, and it is 
30 minutes about snacks I'm into once it. a week. It's hysterical. One star review, first sentence. I don't really like snacks. What are you what are you doing? <laughs> Why did well, you spend your time this way? What were you expecting? Why did you one star the thing that literally the title did not bamboozle you? Right. That's like going to a Mexican restaurant and leaving a Yelp review. I don't like Mexican food. This place sucks. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting pizza. You're not, no. Unless you're a Taco Bell, you're not getting my. So, so everybody get write reviews, but you know, reviews that are five stars. Give me five star reviews or just take a nap. That's right. Oh my gosh. Okay. Can we for a minute talk about when you met Michael Jackson, though? Because that part of the book. Okay. I mean, he walked right by you. You could have reached out and touched actually, him. Like, he didn't meet him, but yes, he did walk right past me. And right I was at his house when he did it. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, this is a great story. I'm going to try to cut the fat on this one. I don't know how much time we have because this story could go on. Only for a if long you want time. to. I'm not stressed if you're not stressed, but okay, no, okay, then I'll tell, tell you the way the story. you want to. Okay, I'll tell you the story. <laughs> hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one last time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Chime. During this Lent season, we think a lot about letting go of things in our lives that may not be serving us well. It's true in our spiritual practices, but it's also helpful in the rest of our life, too. So in the spirit of leaving behind things that don't serve you, how about we get rid of overdraft fees, okay? (laughs) When your checking account balance is running low, it happens. The absolute last thing you need is an overdraft fee. But with Chime, an award-winning app and debit card, you can save those hard-earned dollars without paying overdraft fees. Eligible members can overdraft up to $200 on debit card purchases and cash withdrawals with absolutely no overdraft fees. Make your next good decision in 2022 and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. So get started at Chime.com slash that sounds fun. That's Chime.com slash that sounds fun. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Overdraft only applies to debit card purchases and cash withdrawals. Limits start at $20 and may be increased up to $200 by Chime. See chime.com slash spot me. And now back to finish up our conversation with Angela. The beginning of this story is I had just moved to Hollywood from the Bay Area. Yes. And one of my friends was in a music video for this music artist. Well, he then invites us to his concert. So me and my friends are there backstage at his concert just being groupies. Like full on, I'm fresh off being a cheerleader for the Oakland Raiders. My friends, you know, in music video, the other friends that were with us, they're all in music videos. Like we're all groupie girls backstage. And I had been warned when I first moved here, hey, everybody in Hollywood says they're a producer or a director. Like, don't believe them. Everybody just says that, right? So I meet this guy backstage and he's like, yeah, what's up? I'm a producer. And I'm like, "Mm, really? Mm -hmm." Right. Everybody is. He's like, are you guys dancers? And I was like, yeah, we're dancers. And he's like, well, I need some dancers for a party that I'm producing. Give me your number. And I was like, okay, here's my number. <laughs> like full on just like, throw out every, every advice <laughs> given to me. Like, don't believe them if they say they're a producer. I was like, oh, you're a producer? Sure, here's my number. Have it. <laughs> here's my actual phone number. You can have it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, so I get a phone call from this guy a few days later and he was like, hey, I'm producing this party and I need some dancers at the party. Like, go, go dancers. Right. And I'm like, yeah, we got you. We could do this. And he's like, "Okay, it's next weekend. Cool. Got you. And he's like, oh, by the way, it's uh, at Michael Jackson's house. It's for his birthday. (laughs) And I was like, huh? Now, keep in mind, I just moved to Hollywood. So, like, right. seeing a celebrity from a commercial is, like, a right. big deal for We're me. Still, like, I'm fresh. Right. You know what I mean? And yep. he said, yeah. Michael Jackson. And I was like, oh, the celebrity. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So, I get off the phone with him. And I didn't even call, like, six of my hottest girlfriends. I just called six of my closest friends and was like, yo, you want to go like, to Michael Jackson's house? You're going to learn to dance today. Yeah. <laughs> I called I called my homeboy Chuck, my homeboy Harry. Like yeah. I didn't even pick girls. I was like, who are my my closest friends? I was like, yo, you want right. to go to Michael Jackson's house? Right. I called my friend right. DJ Angie V. I called my cousin. My cousin came. Like just like listen. <laughs> and we went to Michael Jackson's house. It was incredible. We couldn't bring cameras, of course. And this right. is before smartphones, so it's not like you could like right. have your iPhone. There were no iPhones. So there's like a little train and we got on this little, it's on his property, a little train. You get on the train. Was this the Neverland Ranch or is it something else in LA? Yeah, it's Neverland Ranch and uh, it's in Santa Barbara. Wow. And so we get on a little train and it takes you all the way to the back of the property where his Neverland Ranch is, his whole theme park. And there's this big, huge tent set up where there's a DJ going and music. We walk in and there's already dancers up on the the boxes already dancing right and the producer guy goes oh, i guess somebody else hired dancers too and we're like all right well what do you want us to do and he's like well just enjoy the party i guess <laughs> so we just went what to michael jackson's birthday party and just hung out at neverland ranch i'm fresh to hollywood like three months in and i'm like oh my god is this my life now like do i just go to like michael Are jackson's peers look <laughs> Am I VIP? What is this? Right. We had the most incredible time. So then what happens is he's not there. I don't know where Michael Jackson is. I mean, are y'all just all dying laughing? Just like, look at that celebrity. Look at that celebrity. Like, it's just got to be the A-listers. I'll tell you what I was most excited about was all the free candy. We were like kids in a candy shop, literally, because he has all the rides. And he also has a movie theater, like a legit movie theater with like you know, the bar where the popcorn and all the candies are yeah. and the soda machine. And it's like a concession stand and anything you wanted for free. So I remember I had like a big tub of like the big popcorn tub, just full of like candies, just like, yeah, I'll get the licorice. Uh-huh. Just what right. am I doing? What am I doing? Like taking right. home candies from this <laughs> movie theater. Anyway, right. so we're in the big tent. Everybody's dancing, having a good time. All of a sudden I see a group of people like congregating over by this one area and there's like some big security guards over there and so I go up to one of the security guards and I was like hey what's going on over here and he was like (laughs) just stand by me and I was like oh okay so now I'm just like standing by this big huge security guard and then I call my friend Angie and I'm like Angie come here and she's like why I'm like I don't know but just stand by me right so now me and my friend Ange are just standing there and we're like, we don't know what's happening, but we're waiting for something big. All of a sudden the DJ goes, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the birthday boy himself, Michael Jackson. And he comes walking out from this doorway right where we were standing, walks right in front of us. All of a sudden we become those girls from the Michael Jackson documentaries that are just crying, screaming and sparkle fingers for no reason. No. 
You were. It just happened in your body. We lost all bodily functions, like all controlled bodily functions, like full on. We were crying, screaming, putting our hands up like, oh, my God. We're doing this crazy something like this. And And then we're looking at each other, both crying, going, why are we crying? And she's like, I don't know. We could not even control ourselves. It was unreal. The party ends. We get on the bus. They drive us back from, it was like one of those charter buses. They drive us back from Santa Barbara. And uh, it was just magical. It was unreal. You're like, I will never have experience like that one ever again. That is once in a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. That's unreal. Your book, Who Do I Think I Am, is full of those kind of stories, which it just makes it, I mean, so fun from celebrity stuff to how you grew up to getting married to Manny. I mean, the whole thing. It's just awesome. Really well done, Angie. It's such a good book. Thank you so um, much. I'm glad all the pressure from all of us through your friends who have said write a book for a lot of years. Yeah. <laughs> finally came to pass. Yeah. You finally gave in to peer pressure. I did. Um, okay. That's what you were waiting there- for when you're like, what made you write this book? You're waiting for your shout out in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need you to say is everyone I've ever loved yeah. told me to write a book for the last 10 years. Um, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we say? No, I mean... That's, that was a great conversation. I loved it. Well, I just love talking to you. It's very easy. I'm I love very thankful. You. Thank so, you. Thanks. It's so I funny because I, I wrote you a card. It's coming to you in the mail soon. But Yay. I was like, I said something like, I don't know how you pump out so many books because this was an undertaking. This was something. And I'm yeah. like, man, you do it often. Shoot, one thing I didn't do in yours that I should have was just throw a bunch of glitter in there just so you know what it feels like. <laughs> but I didn't to do, do that, that to you. someone else's house. Um, do you know the difference between your book and my book is you covered 30 years in your book and I usually cover two. Oh, okay. So that's the difference. Because okay. I cover one to two years. I don't do my whole life. So. Okay, I get it. Okay, the last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. What sounds fun to me? Well, these days, taking a nap sounds amazing. I love sleep, and it's been really busy. But honestly, hmm, I mean, I guess just taking a nap. I like going on walks. You're allowed to say that. I like going on walks with my husband and holding hands. And I usually will go, you want to go for a walk and hold hands? And um, like that's it's part of the deal is holding hands yeah. with the walk. Yeah. But it's nice to like get out in fresh air and be in the sun and just go for a walk and then talk and look at yeah. life, be in nature, you know. So that sounds yeah. fun to me. That's a very good answer. Living in L.A., that works. You can go outside anytime you want. Yes. Are you all still part time here? Yeah. So I'll be back in okay, April good. and I'll be based Yay, out of Nashville for April. Yeah. <gasps> Yay, good. Okay, I'm home all of April, too. Very exciting. Finally. I'm very into that. Finally. Finally, we match up. Um, And you're coming to the Ryman in October. I am. We just announced I'm coming to the Ryman in October. There may be something special added to that show. We're working on it. Not quite sure, but it may, may be a taping. Not quite sure. Oh, can't be sure. Can't be sure. We'll see. Well, I mean, our office was talking about it before we started doing this. We were like, oh, you, did you see that Angela's doing it? So we will all be there. Thank um, you. All right. Love you, friend. Proud of you. Thanks for doing this. Love you. Thank you.
Oh, you guys, isn't she the best? I mean, wow, that like whole radical acceptance thing. I've thought about it every day. I've thought about it every day. What a gift and just such a gift. And y'all are going to love her book. So go grab you a copy. You can go ahead and order today and get all the pre-order fun things. And the book comes out tomorrow. So you like won't wait at all. But wherever you love to buy books, go pre-order. What do I think I am today? Well, just order it. Just order it. Hit buy and follow Angie on social media so you can tell her thanks for being on the show. And make sure you go out and see her on tour, y'all. She's so good live. She's so good live. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. 